0: Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Yeah, well, history is going to change. All right, listen up. I don't like white people. I hate rednecks. You people are
1: rednecks. Welcome to the galaxy God, we weren't recording. Oh, my God, we have to start over again.
0: Okay, no problem.
1: No problem. <gasps> I thought it was going to record on startup. I feel so dumb. That's fine. Don't feel dumb. Okay.
0: <laughs> You're like, okay, I won't.
1: No, well, not, not that I won't. It's just mm. got to start over.
0: Right. Fuck. No problem. It's fine. Unfortunately, they're still setting off fireworks for God knows why. But we generally have a fireworks season between, like, late April and mid-August here. So which really sucks because if everyone would just set them off only on the fourth of July, then it'd be a lot less stressful. Like I could just drug my dog once and be fine. But it's all the constant pops every other day that just drives her crazy and then drives me crazy. So
1: so first off, hey everybody, welcome to the cavalcade of galactic bullshit. We're discussing poor Ted here and their puppies, her puppies, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And now I need to know, how is it, how is it from August, you said April through August? Right.
0: So I don't know how, I don't know who, I I don't know if they're like hoarding fireworks year round, but generally speaking, once the weather gets warmer, which is around April-ish, people start setting them off just like randomly once, twice a night, maybe at 3am. It's like this really weird phenomenon that happens like pretty much every year. And the interesting thing about it is that in my city, all fireworks are illegal, but there's yeah. zero theres 0 enforcement. In fact, um, they just released the figures from this July 4th. Police got 771 fireworks-related calls. Um, they issued four citations. The thing is, they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, calls went down from last year and the year previous. And it's like, well, calls go down because people aren't calling in because nothing happens. So it's not like the fireworks problem is solving itself, not like all of a sudden people are like, oh, you know what? I Maybe I shouldn't like torment pets, wildlife, uh, homeless people, veterans, the environment. You know, that's not happening. It's just that people don't call in anymore because nothing ever comes of it.
1: Uh, it's yeah. like over-policing, and then they stop policing right you know in 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 protest of being told that they can't have a raise or whatever the fuck reason right and during that time crime goes down right because no one's enforcing it right also because they didn't need to to begin with
0: (laughs) right but so there's you know it's just like i don't know i don't know who's hanging on all these fireworks all the time but yeah it's usually it's like a months-long thing and it's just worse on like july 3rd and july 4th but yeah, And it's just, you know, it's awful because um, for anyone that doesn't know, one of my dogs is extremely noise reactive. And when she gets scared, she harms herself. She, you know, chews stuff up. I'm not really worried about her messing up like furniture or anything. I've never cared about that. Yeah. But I do have an issue with her like breaking a tooth she's done once or, you know, like chewing herself to ribbons. She goes into like a like a trance, almost like this fear trance. It's like you can't get to her. Once she's that scared, she won't take any food, won't take any medicine, won't respond. It's like this really weird thing. And over the years, you know, I think I've had her eight years now at this point. And over the years, we've tried a lot of stuff and everyone always has their well-intended suggestions, which I do appreciate, but trust me, I've tried everything. And for the uh, past couple of years, three years, this is the third year we've had success for it was trazodone and gabapentin are the only things that um, give her relief. So-
1: That's some hardcore drugs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> those, yeah. That's the only fun. thing. Yeah. That, and that's the only thing that has worked for her. And so I only use it. I obviously only use it on her for a dry run on the third and then proper medicating on the fourth. And that's yeah. it. Like any other time she seems like anxious, I'm trying to give her like CBD treats or fuck like Benadryl, you know, whatever, but uh, that July 4th and new year's are the worst holidays. I hate them.
1: Uh, God. Mm-hmm. horrific yeah so i can't even imagine i'm 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 glad where i'm at which is weird like the last couple of years so maybe people are are being observant um as to the fact that where i live it's it's very Mm dry. so you know the idea of setting off fireworks and destroying one's home just Mm -hmm. isn't a good idea right Um, (laughs) so so it's not happening up here but there is of course you know and i think that's another thing that has stopped has stopped recently and i don't know if that's due to enforcement or or whatever but baby fucking what are they called where, where you announce the baby's sex. oh like
0: gender reveals
1: yeah that's them gender yeah. reveals
0: stupid yeah yeah
1: yeah those those with fireworks are no longer a thing so that's good yeah
0: yeah yeah, people just stick to like, you know, poisoning wa- uh, like water sources and uh, <laughs> dying waterfalls blue or whatever, you know? You know, but it's fish, right? Right. Only fish only and fish. only fish and, you know, God knows what else that are in our ecosystems. But
1: all right. Did, did you bring anything for us this month?
0: Um, I have a couple of things to talk about. Okay. Um, literally a couple, like two. But um, okay. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to talk about the Titan a little bit, because that whole debacle, like, dominated the news cycle for a week.
1: <laughs> God, it, but it was the best week, with some of the best memes.
0: Oh, God, best In a memes. long time. In yeah. a long
1: time. Yeah. The Titan thing was dumb. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I wish I knew which, which federal department is, that he was like, I don't need to follow those regulations, you know, right. I know it's not the FAA, but... But you know, just just skirting the regulations for the frickin' submersible to begin with. Uh The fact that it was made of RV parts like the polycarbonate fiber Uh and the the PlayStation controller. And the the window that was only rated for three thousand feet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a little,
0: like it was like an acrylic port window, like a little porthole <laughs> window. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and one of the one of the bolts that they were supposed to tighten down was so far on top of the thing that the crew wouldn't tighten it down because it was just too hard to get to. So that's good. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I think there was like eight of them and they're only able to get to seven. So, you know, hey, what? That that bodes well. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And it's just like the whole thing, you know, like we were discussing Stockton's whole thing with this was just to make money. Like there was no innovation involved. He wasn't doing anything to advance the scientific community. If anything, he was like poo-pooing the scientists and the engineers that were telling him, you know what? you know, a cylinder is not the best for crushing ocean depths. Uh, Maybe you should use a sphere, which is what every other fucking person going down deep should use, you know, and just so many corners were cut. And it's just like, we all saw what he said about safety and regulation and everything like that. And it just seems like at one point, he stopped telling people that it was safe and was like telling them, well, you know, it's experimental. So just sign this waiver. So... Like your family won't sue me when you die, you know, and they never like, as I understand it, they never tested it for like, like failure tested it. I'm not sure what the terminology is. But you know, they had the sister, the sister sub the Cyclops was really successful in shallower dives. And so they made the Titan to go down to the Titanic. And I guess instead of doing a completely different design or idea for the Titan, they just took the Cyclops's stats and materials and just like thickened everything to go down deeper. And that's not how it
1: works, you know? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was just this crazy, weird narcissist guy whose ego trip just killed five people. In an unregulated, unclassified, unsafe sub.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And, and like him and Musk and, and uh, freaking uh, Bezos, like that there's this pattern of them just eschewing all kinds of regulations, especially Musk with the FAA and his giant fucking, I'm going to make this steel rocket go to Mars, where it blew a hole, melted a hole into it, a, a steel reinforced rebar reinforced reinforced concrete slab, mm-hmm. blue sand five miles away into a neighboring city destroyed. I won't say destroyed. I'll be nice, but definitely interrupted the habitat. This is legit like reserve next yeah. to, you know, Yeah, like, this, is, this is their thing. This is what they do. It's, it's a do it first and say, sorry, later. It's one thing for say, I don't know, a soccer supporters group to launch little fireworks in the stands and then go to the front office and be like we're so sorry afterwards Mm -hmm. to hey this is a big ass rocket i'm gonna try to put this thing up and i don't give a fuck what you say right this is just like they consistently are doing shit like that and this is the first time in a really long time where there's actually been a consequence and I think, yes, it's a loss of life, but it's finally a consequence. I mean, the FAA is not going to do shit to Muskie. Mm-hmm. We know this. They've got him grounded, but he's only grounded for like the next year. They're just going to do an investigation and then slap him with a fine. They're not going to take away his quote unquote rights to build this fucking rocket.
0: Right. And then, the, you know, and they slap him with the fines, which they easily pay. And it's like.
1: Or, or even not pay and just brush him aside.
0: Right. And then there's no consequences that way. I- so yeah. it's, it's really ridiculous. And it, it's a gross, like dick waving contest is what it is. And it's like, ugh, it just boggles the mind. It really does.
1: It goes back to even like to their predecessors, Musk, Zuckerberg, Bezos, Gates, like they're they're all creating these monopolies, which aren't monopolies, whatever, like Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, Vanderbilt, and Carnegie, Mm -hmm. you know, and none of them saw much of a consequence for what they did. The closest we got was Alexander Berkman trying to assassinate uh, Henry Clay Frick. Right. That's it. Other than that, they got they got everything they wanted other than being broken apart, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were still able to make their billions. Yeah. And there's nothing stopping these guys from doing the same. Even with Twitter falling apart, he doesn't give a shit. Right. It's funny to see him say he's going to fight fucking Zuck, though. (laughs) (laughs) In the octagon, but. <laughs>
0: that would be like so pathetic. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to watch it, but maybe later they don't get like any kind of uh, like views. Yeah. But if, if anything, it's like the, at least the whole uh, Twitter debacle, like a million people before me have said, at least it goes to um, put to bed the myth that billionaires are geniuses. And I think that between the Titan imploding and Twitter failing and, you know, everything else that these idiots do, you don't have to be smart to be rich. We, we've known that for a long time.
1: Yeah, but I mean, and, and I'm not, I am not—I don't want to poo-poo that because yes, no, we've known that for forever that these people, even, you know, the ones who came before, they weren't intelligent. They just had the money to spend. But I think this new batch is absolutely proving that so much better, especially because of Musk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: right. And it's like, of course, you know, they're narcissists and many other things, but sometimes it's like they're just so dumb. A lot of people kind of give them this really like evil kind of motivation. I don't think that's 100% accurate because there is... It's one of those like Occam's razor things. It's like Hanlon's razor or something says, do not attribute malice to that, which can be attributed to stupidity. So I don't think they're bad as much as they are just dumb. You know, when you're like a super capitalist, there is definitely a certain level of, I guess, evil in you, but when it comes to these like rocket ventures and submarine ventures, I think they're just stupid.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you, you don't hoard billions of dollars without being a malicious motherfucker. Right. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> right. Like you're going to be a jerk. So yeah. it's, that's just how it is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, what, what have you got? You said you've got, got like two things. I've got so many things right now <laughs> because I, I just saw so much shit in the last month that I'm just like, Oh my God.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, I'm not very, what's it called? Um, Not eloquent. I don't know. I'm not always that great speaking, right? Mm. So, but I've long had an issue with how, and I think you probably feel the same, uh, a million people feel the same way. I'm going to talk just as an American, right?
1: Okay. Just how
0: like people in this country receive information via the news, right? Okay. So in... Like late June, CNN ran a report, like they ran a little report on their headline tickers they have on their site saying that Earth's axis has shifted, right? Do you remember that? Yeah. In like late uh, was, June? Yeah. Right. Okay, so... And it was really interesting to see that on CNN, and people are sharing it like, oh my god, you know, look at this, da da da. da." And yes, it is a big deal. You know, we have extracted so much of the Earth's groundwater that we've altered the planet's axis, right? We've changed its tilt. Yeah, that is a big deal, right? Yeah. But the thing is that like everyone was like freaking out about it. It was like a very like alarmist kind of thing. And the thing that really struck me was that a smaller news outlet, fizz.org, I believe, is what it was. Just a couple of weeks weeks prior to CNN sharing that information, they shared the exact same information. And I was like, well, that seems familiar. And I remember seeing it and I shared it. And, you know, it was like the same eco-minded friends, you know, like shared it and liked it that usually do. And I love them, it. I'm not trying to minimize them at all. You know, that little article didn't get nearly as much attention as a CNN article. And I was like, well, that's, you know, interesting. Because there was just like, everyone was freaking out. And the thing is, is if you read the article and you do some more research, then you would know that the information and the studies confirming the you know Earth's axis shifting, that information has been out and circulating for almost a decade, since like 2016, right? Scientists have been talking about it at least since then. And then since then, you know, people have written about it and everything like that. But it seems like mainstream media, they only want to give us information that will cause like a high reader engagement kind of, you know what I mean? Clickbait. Yeah. So it's like everything is crisis mode. Everything is crisis mode. And um, it's, it's like this weird thing that keeps us hopeless because we're seeing like these big consequences of like obviously unchecked capitalism, environmental destruction, and it's very grim. But this information has been free to us, so to say, which could have like kind of reined in some of that climate anxiety and kind of given us like, you know, the whole like, okay, this is happening. This is what we can do to change. Change it. This is how we can make adjustments to kind of mitigate this destruction and these changes to the environment and everything, right? Yeah. And one of the other things that strikes me is the same media outlets that don't give us information until it's at a, a boiling point, right? These same media outlets were saying... Scientists don't do a good job of communicating, like things like the climate crisis. They're like not good at letting people know. And it's like, well, it's not that they're not good at letting people know. They're letting us know. It's just you guys aren't spreading that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And most people do get their news from CNN, whatever, USA Today, I guess, Fox, whatever. Fox, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's just like you don't. They're not getting any info like help us feel better, safer, or change the mind set instead of just like, Oh my God, we're here. It's too late to do anything. We might as well do nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's like that same thing. I was thinking about this similar to cars, right? So obviously we have, you know, too many cars on the road, gross polluters, et cetera, et cetera, really inefficient vehicles. And it goes back to just like how automakers started selling us on the idea that like bigger is better, bigger is safer. And they started marketing like these big SUVs and enormous pickups as family cars cars, right? Okay. When we could or we should go back to kind of going to smaller cars with, you know, better fuel economy, there's less rubber particles from their tires, etc. and there is an ability to kind of like move the market that way and public consciousness into going back to smaller more efficient cars, but they want to sell their $80,000, you know, F150s. Agioneros. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Two lanes wide, exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like just this this Thing. It's like they do, they oversell and overhype the stuff that does the harm, don't, you know, tell us how we can reduce the harm. And then they bombard us with the consequences of all of that. It's just. Yeah. This- weird thing that the media does and I hate it. And I just feels like it constantly just makes everyone in distress. Like there's no relief.
1: Oh no. I mean, this is definitely, I mean, especially since the pandemic, mm-hmm. like this is the first time in a long time that other than my medication that, that I've actually felt like prepared mm-hmm. for anything mm-hmm. because my anxiety matches everybody else's anxiety now right you know (laughs) Chomsky of course would have many more eloquent long-winded words to add but I mean it it does go along with a lot of what he wrote about the media and their ties with the corporations Mm -hmm. because they are a corporation they're they're no longer independent right even if they do have you know writers unions etc right especially since uh, the early 80s like you said This idea of if it bleeds, it leads. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I mean, everything is now exactly like you said, like, I don't want to rehash it and be like mansplaining with it. So, (laughs) yeah, everything you said is right on. But I mean, the question is like, well, I mean, there's not so much a question like trying to figure out a solution other than, you know, killing capitalism. Right. You know, and and that, of course, is, you know, waiting to see. I mean, especially with this summer, who's going to throw the first punch? You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So I I wanted to talk about this before we get back into the heavy stuff real quick. Okay. A- and it's something that, that I put on the uh the, the Twitter in the, the Collectiva mm-hmm. account. Did did you get to see the picture that I posted of the movie Trump versus the Illuminati?
0: Yes. I did see that. <laughs> and I, I, I looked at it and it was like, well, that's a thing.
1: Yeah, oh man. I was just looking up movies to watch one night and I was on Amazon Prime and there it was. And I was just like, what the fuck?
0: That is so crazy.
1: And, and I, so crazy. I had to go to the wiki for it because mm-hmm. I, I had to know the premise is silly as shit. And apparently it is a science fiction comedy. So, <laughs> okay. so that's good. Right. That it's not real. Right. Uh, obviously, of course, you know. Right. <laughs> um, and, and also that it's, I i didn't know this, but it's animated. Really? Yes.
0: Well, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and the Illuminati is an alien race, not the actual Illuminati. Really? Yeah. A- and, and the characters in this thing, not only do we have Donald Trump's well here let's do this let's go through the plot okay Okay. I'm gonna read the plot word for word okay Okay. this is from the Wikipedia in 2044 after advanced artificially intelligent robots drain the earth of its natural resources leaving nothing but a husk of a planet humanity is forced to escape into space to fight for survival a Chinese clone of Donald Trump survives the planet's destruction by escaping the maximum security laboratory where he is kept and stowing away on the very last shuttle headed to space. Trump's clone ship crashes on Mars, leaving him alone for a thousand years, which he spends joyriding in a Mars rover. Meanwhile, what is left of humanity does battle with an alien race known as the Illuminati, Upon discovering that he is the prophesized one to destroy the Illuminati, the Trump clone joins forces with the surviving humans to bring the battle to the Illuminati's headquarters in hell. In order to defeat the Illuminati, Trump's clone must do battle with Satan himself.
0: The... <laughs> I There's a lot there. So I, I I like how they're like oh um it was like super intelligent robots that ruined the planet.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, somehow bringing AI into it, artificially intelligent. Yeah,
0: and wait, <laughs> and, and also he, he he rode a rover for a thousand years. What who, whose rover is this? And how is it running for a thousand years? Just passing the time.
1: Exactly. What? what how how did he batteries? breathe? Yeah, I know
0: he, I know he's like a, he's a clone, but is he's like an organic clone, right? Like he's a person clone. He's gotta be. Uh, okay. The,
1: ha- Ugh. Ugh. You didn't watch <laughs> it.
0: Did you watch it? God, no. God, I might have to. I, I have too many. I... I have too many questions. Is there like, can we get it pirated somewhere, please?
1: <laughs> like... I, I, I'm sure we can find it somewhere. And I'm half <laughs> tempted. Seriously. I'm half tempted to do it as like one of the bonus things for the Patreon. Yeah yeah where where we're I don't know if we do it live or if we just record it and and just like science fiction three thousand it oh my gosh <laughs> that is crazy but but the cast right the the characters in this thing we've got a narrator, okay we have Donald Trump's clone- mm-hmm. we have van Helsing
0: van Helsing <laughs> he's the vampire hunter, right. Yes. Why is he there?
1: We have Kali. Oh, of
0: course, right.
1: <laughs> who is of the course. Hindu goddess of death? The main. <laughs> we have Doctor Jekyll.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Doctor Jekyll's assistant. Okay. Somebody named Archon.
0: Is this really the cast, or are you just like?
1: No, th- this these Real... these are the these characters. Are, these are the characters. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody who goes by Haru. Okay. Another person. Is, uh, I, I shouldn't say person because who knows these might be aliens or Martians. I don't or know. Or like
0: deities or something. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because then there's Varuna and and Crowley and finally the fight flight commander. That's that's your list of characters, and, and the cast who voices these. I know no idea who they are there's not a single name that i could be like oh there's this person
0: oh it's like you know seth green or whatever
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no my gosh yeah
0: that is crazy
1: so i'm like like oh my god and i i think i agree with one of these uh reviews which is like it's so bad it's good (laughs) (laughs) because i have seen some crap movies and i guarantee that this is just just shit right (laughs) oh my gosh but it's on amazon prime so which is
0: like which is like still more than either of us have i don't know man that makes me feel really conflicted
1: no yeah it it was released (laughs) to dvd and and yeah amazon prime and somewhere on direct tv which i don't know who has direct tv anymore
0: me neither wow I feel dirty just hearing about the existence of that movie. Like, like I just have like this like layer of grime on me. I'm like,
1: right. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. For sure. There's going to be a shower afterwards, but yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll degrade myself for, for it's 69 minutes long. Even nice. I'm not kidding. Exactly. (laughs) So, so I will degrade myself for 69 minutes. (laughs) And I don't know if that was intentional or not, but
0: (laughs) Well, it was probably like 66 minutes And they're like, well, that's too close to 666 So let's kind of pad it out Then they're like, oh, 69 That's a good number There's nothing wrong or seedy or weird about that number Let's go with
1: it Yes, exactly Oh, man, I'm so looking forward to this Whatever it is, we'll figure it out We don't have to do it tomorrow, thank God (laughs) Sign of the cross (laughs) (laughs) literally wow oh god damn you you said you had two
0: things (laughs) yes how how am I supposed to how am I supposed to like follow that because I'm like
1: maybe I should have saved it but I mean there's just so much like like the next couple of things that I've got are just deep tragic things right so
0: yeah no it's it's good to have that little like breath of air in there yeah um (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to talk about was um, availability of theory. Right. Because a lot of people, myself, yourself included, I'm sure, you know, like to read theory, um, suggest that other people read theory, um, also have people yell in our faces that we need to read theory. (laughs) But the issue I take with that. Right. Okay, so let me just like disclose a couple things about myself. I consider myself fairly bright. I don't consider myself like an intellectual. I definitely have issues sometimes with um, retaining information when I read it. It depends on how I consume the information. I, I and sometimes comprehension is an issue, and I don't know why. I've you know I'm a kid of the '80s. Any of my peers that ever had problems, they just had Ritalin thrown down their throats. I never got any kind of you know, any inkl- inklings that of as far as like ADHD and stuff, it's purely self-diagnosed. A lot of it makes sense. Anyway, what I'm just saying is sometimes myself and probably other people, you sit down with, you know, theory written by Voltarine, uh, Emma Goldman, Lucy Parsons, and it's like it's all English, but it's like not our current English. So sometimes it's a little hard to glean all the necessary information in one reading, right? So I've always kind of had an issue, and this goes not with just theory, but with uh, like, you know, like school text and stuff like that. I haven't always, I can read fine, hard times sometimes like retaining information. And when I wanted to read more about anarchist theory and stuff like that, I kind of found that a little bit of a hurdle. And then I felt stupid because it seemed like everyone else knew exactly what these people were saying and meaning and they could quote them. And I like kind of wasn't there and it was just really a bummer but and this is how i felt like years ago and then recently i've just i've just like come to the conclusion I'm like look You know, everyone learns differently. Everyone, when it comes to like, you know, listening to audio versus reading a book, like all these different mediums, like there's something, there's like usually a combination of those that work for someone, just not a book format just doesn't work for everyone, right? That just kind of made me think of how available theory is to people. Also, when it comes to modern theory, in my opinion, people that are right now writing theory down and like doing analysis, they need to make their work understandable in that you shouldn't have to have a PhD to understand what they're saying. I mean, there's like, you know, disabled people, neurodiverse people, people who have English not as their first language, and they should all have at least a fighting chance to understand what you're saying and what you're trying to convey through your work. And I just think that theory and think pieces that are written using like really kind of like collegiate language is more self-serving to the author. And it almost strikes me as a form of gatekeeping, like only the smartest of the smart per this arbitrary rubric or determination deserve to understand what I'm saying. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's something that I've that I've seen in the past. Fucking God damn it, it was just at the tip of my tongue. White tower kind of thing. Not power, white tower. Uh the this idea of higher learning Makes you more prescient, mm-hmm. prescient in the movie Ivory Tower, um yeah. Yeah, because yes, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> see, see, white. Yep, ivory equates. <laughs> I too have ADHD. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> white Tower. Yeah. Everybody's going. I know what he's thinking. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, no. It's it's the Ivory Tower effect. These people who who are knowledgeable are the. No all end dog, you know, people like Chomsky. Zinn is definitely up there, but he was better at it than the rest. I would say Zinn and David Graeber. Are are the two people who are really good at not being mm-hmm. so wordy, and by wordy I mean big words that you have to stop, you know, pull the right. phone out and be like, okay, what the fuck is this?
0: And like, I understand that when it comes to discussions of theory and stuff, that sometimes there's only really the best way to say something is to say it in a way that is like uh, long words or kind of like clinical speak. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that, but it seems like a lot of people who could make their works more accessible and understandable to like the average person would rather use all those fancy synonyms and just, you know, a bunch of, it's like gobbledygook. And and I don't know about you, but when I'm trying to, you know, learn something and then apply it to my life, I learn better if it's like written in a way that I can be like, oh, this is what they mean. And this is how I can take that and apply it to my life or my practice or whatever I'm doing, you know, and not have to sit there and feel like an idiot because there's like, this run-on sentence that's four paragraphs long and, you know, every other word is like pseudoscientific or some philosophy or something like that, you know? I just... It kind of, it kind of harkens back to that. I don't know if, I don't know if this was just something that I was told as a kid, or if it's actually a fact that the newspaper that you get every morning is written at like a fourth grade reading level. Is, is, does that sound familiar? Yeah. Which makes it accessible, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like a lot of people that are writing theory or theory analysis could kind of go a little more in that direction. Because if your aim is to reach more people and spread either the original theory or your own take on it or whatever, you need to make it so they can understand it. Not only so your fellow, you know, degree holders can understand what you're saying. Do you know what I mean?
1: No, absolutely. It's yeah. it's, it's one of the reasons why, one, I'm 1000% behind distroism, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of even my own knowledge either comes from Twitter threads mm-hmm. or zines that mm-hmm. I've picked up. And, and the zines, of course, are from people who run distros in one way or another or you know street punks who picked up a photocopier for 150 bucks you know and And I'm talking like one of the old office photocopiers, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you just gotta find toner for it. Right. And and print shit out, you know? And that's where a lot of a lot of my own knowledge came from because it was broken down in a way that was understandable. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I'm the same as you, you know. I I feel like I'm somewhat intelligent. I'm I'm not a genius by any means. I do know some big words, but that's because You know, I learned them Mm -hmm. and not because I'm, you know, some great fucking thinker or anything like that. Far from the fucking point. But no, it absolutely needs to be in a way that is, I'm going to use the wrong word here and it's going to sound gross, but it's the only one that I can think of spreadable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like, like it needs to be able to go out to the masses. It needs to be able to disseminate it. There we go. Yes. Yes. There you go. There. Because if they can't read it, then what's, what's the, what's the point? What's the exactly.
0: Point? Exactly. And, and, and it,
1: it's, it's the same thing that I kind of had with the IWW, you know?
0: Yeah, no, but it's like, and it's one of those things where I probably just come across as like hating people that have received a higher education. And that's not completely true. I mean, it's not true. <laughs> I <don't like> it. <laughs> oh, you went to more years of college. I mean, you know what? Fucking fuck? nerd. Yeah.
1: Fucking nerd.
0: Yeah. You know, it's that's, <laughs> that's not it at all. Everyone knows that there's been this long, and it sucks because people who can get a higher education are put up on pedestals. And then unfortunately, then when they, they complete their schooling and they want to get a job in their chosen field, there's nothing for them, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people just defer to others solely on the fact that they might have like a higher education level. And that doesn't always mean that they know like real life application of, I mean, take like so I don't know, maybe like a Greek anarchist that doesn't have a And t- I, I don't, I'm not shitting on Greek people at all. I really, I'm really not. But like maybe someone doesn't have as much education as someone here that has like a degree in political studies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would much rather talk to the Greek anarchist who has like experience on the ground and real life encounters with things than someone who has only learned it in a classroom and, you know, maybe said a few things.
1: It's the difference between having a lived experience yeah, and just being book smart. Absolutely.
0: And there are definitely some book smart people who have made really good points and have done good stuff. And that's not my problem. My problem is when people put out what they call theory or they put out work that they say that they want to enlighten people or educate people or help people. And it's at a high level of you know language usage that is just makes it virtually impossible for someone that's not on the author's level to understand. It's more self-serving than community serving, in my
1: opinion. You've got this knowledge and you were able to break it down and make an analysis on your own. It's not just rote. You're not just vomiting it back out. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you did in high school and grade school. Cool. But now here's the next step. Break it down so somebody on the corner can understand what you're saying. Right. And if you can't, then you need to continue learning or you need to live it in order to explain it. Right. And and living it is learning. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a lot of them forget that part. Right. Or choose not to do that part because... It's too hard. You Mm -hmm. you have to get your hands dirty. Right. You know?
0: Right. I just think that, especially if one calls themselves an anarchist, to make their material unavailable to everyone, either, and, and, you know, people put stuff behind paywalls. That's a different discussion. But it's like when you call yourself an anarchist and then you write your pieces in a way that not everyone can understand. I think that's creating a hierarchy. So are you an anarchist? Because you're kind of holding yourself up to be better than other people based solely on your ability to use the language this way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, no. And the thing is, is that language is the corporate overkeeper's language, you know, It's, it's the government language. It's not common language.
0: Right. And it's like, and if you want to go further, it's like, it's colonizer language. Yes. You know, and it's, and just like when you have people that are always correcting the grammar and spelling of everyone else, it's like, can you stop? Like... (laughs) that's just one of my biggest gripes is when I have, especially like if someone recommends to me something to read and I'm like, oh, awesome. And then I go over to it and like, even just the synopsis of it is like all just these really complicated, like triple barreled words. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't even understand what this is supposed to be about. How am I supposed to understand the literature itself?
1: So there's this great book that I was introduced to By an ex uh, called Last Act of the Circus Animals.
0: That's a weird name for your ex. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, everybody's got their kinks, all right? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And it's written by two people, Travis Wayne, or Travis Washington and Sean Swain, who are prisoners. And Sean Swain has become an anarchist activist in Ohio. And there's an introduction by Anthony Race, an introduction by Jeremy Hammond, and an introduction by Comrade Miggs. And in one of the introductions, they actually talk exactly about what you're saying, which is, you know, yes, you can have proper English. But it's better to be able to read the book as it was originally written. Mm -hmm. So they didn't do any kind of editing to this book. And you can understand it. Nice. And it's a really great book about being in jail and and what it's like behind bars. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, even on the back, it says you are holding a true revolutionary gem in your hands written by some down as fuck comrades who speak with authenticity to the realties that we suffer behind bars. Not long after completing my first prison bid, I picked up a copy of last act of the circus animals back when it was a three-part photocopied zine distributed by Chicago ABC. I was so stunned by how accurately this work of fiction captured the nuances of prison life and the dog-eat-dog capitalist world that I made dozens of copies and sent it to everyone I knew who was still behind bars. It is a great book.
0: What's the title again? I'm sorry.
1: Last Act of the Circus Animals. And the characters are all like, it's legit about a circus, but the characters are all people behind bars and mm-hmm. like, it's amazing. Right.
0: All and right. It,
1: it's absolutely written for anybody to understand. That's the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's, that's all I really wanted to say about that. Cause it has really just been a, a recent aggravation of mine. <laughs> so.
1: And, and like you said before, just to reiterate, like this isn't us or you saying don't use big words, Right. It's just try to be aware of the big words that you use. And if it can be broken down or, or explained like the famous fucking meme, explain it to me like I'm in, third grade. Right. Explain it to me like I'm in kindergarten.
0: Right. And it's like people can, they can do like their really learned stuff. They can type how they want, write how they want. That's fine. But that, you know, you want something that people are going to actually like absorb or enjoy or put into practice. It's like, think outside of your intellectual circle, you know?
1: Absolutely.
0: I don't know if it's an empathy thing. But, you know, just kind of like consider other people's circumstances, other people's just various factors and even just like their living situation. You know, not everyone has a house. Not everyone has the means to acquire this, carry it, store it, whatever. Like you need to just kind of I think there needs to be a little more consideration as far as that. But everyone who is like, you know, handing out zines and doing that distro work and everything like that, they are at like the book fairs and stuff like that. Like they are superstars. My issue is with like a small portion of people who hold themselves out to be these like top theorists and then none of their stuff is accessible or understandable or affordable.
1: Authorities suck. Yeah. And, and distruists are doing God's work. They are. Yes. For this next one, it was something that that was in the headlines the other day that like I didn't even think about Because of course, you know, being white male presenting dude, like you don't think about that or Mm -hmm. this kind of thing, the EFF, which is the uh, electronic, uh, the electronic frontier foundation.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, They're like the OPSEC people, right?
1: Yeah. They've done a lot of that and a bunch of, you know, they're always watching out for, for rights on the internet, et cetera. Right. So in California, there was a law passed about reproductive health and, Not passing that information on to states who are banning it, right? Mm -hmm. They have found that 70 police forces in the state have been doing just that. They have been scanning license plates and sending it to other states. Really? Yes. 70 law enforcement agencies.
0: Wow. And that's whole agencies. That's not like 70 cops. That's yeah. 70 agencies. Yeah. God damn.
1: And this is supposed to be a safe haven. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I was just kind of like floored by that. I'm like, God damn. Like, y'all just don't. I mean, you're cops. You're above the law. Obviously, and you just don't give a fuck. Obviously. Right. Clearly, yes. And doxing these people and just absolutely you know, going against the law and sending that shit out is fucking nuts.
0: And so they're doing this with like reproductive stuff. And and then I assume also with like trans stuff, because I think we're like one of the safer states to get gender affirming care.
1: Yeah, no, I would assume that that's being done as well. This Jeez. was specifically just on abortions, you know, and, and right. that. But yeah, no, I, w- I would agree that that's a very good possibility that they're doing the same thing for that as well.
0: So, how are they doing this? Are they going to providers and looking for out of state license plates? Are they just doing like random, like off the road? Like, how are they doing this? Do you know?
1: It is through license plate readers. So, there are some license plate readers in certain townships and cities that sit on polls and they're reading license plates that way you know, looking for out-of-date tags, blah, 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 that kind of bullshit. That crap, yeah. Yeah. And they're also scanning for out-of-state license plates. And if they get any, you know, that's being put into a database and sent away. Wow. And then on top of that, there are police cars. and I've seen a few up here where I live, where they've got a uh, license plate scanner on the car somewhere.
0: What does that look like? It's rectangular. is it like a
1: gun? No, or... no, it's 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 a rectangular shaped device. Um, and the ones up here, they're on county v ve- on county police cars, county sheriff's cars, I guess would be the mm-hmm. right word. Mm-hmm. And they have them one in the front and one facing back. So you know they're getting traffic going both ways, but right. it's uh rectangular and a little long, and you can kind of see it's like four little dots inside. Or five, something like that. Right. And and that's, those are the cameras that are scanning license plates as you pass.
0: Wow. And then, and of course there are going to be people that are like, well, it's public information. And it's like, it is, but it's not like, it's like, yeah, an easily viewable license plate and that's fine. But like doing the whole reading it, finding out who the car is like registered to, where they reside. I mean, that's just surveillance.
1: Yeah, no, no. And they're always doing it because obviously, you know, trying to get people for, you know, no insurance, yada, yada, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, no, this database would be huge. It doesn't say exactly which 70 law enforcement agencies that are doing it, but it is 70 of them in California. Wow. And so the next question is... Of course, you know, what other states are doing this? And I'm sure there are other states that are doing it. Totally. But the uh, EFF do give uh, some kind of help in the mm-hmm. article. So there is a way to opt out from the California Public Records Act uh, via AB Alpha Beta 1622. hmm four specific top-level state agencies dealing with healthcare are not required to provide certain categories of personal information belonging to reproductive health care workers in response to requests under the California Public Records Act. So they're even going after doctors and nurses within these facilities as well, which are the people who would be suit or right. taken to jail in that in, in many instances. Right. The information covered by the law includes social security number, physical description, home address, home telephone number, statements of personal worth or personal financial data filed pursuant to subdivision N of section 6254, personal medical history, employment history, electronic mail address, email, and information that reveals any electronic network, location, or identity. The four agencies are the State Department of Healthcare Services, the Department of Consumer Affairs, the Department of Managed Healthcare, and the State Department of Public Health. Mm-hmm. California Medical Board, Board of Registered Nursing, Physician Assistant Board, Board of Pharmacy, and other healthcare professional regulatory bodies are part of the Department of Consumer Affairs and therefore subject to this law. Uh, They recommend sending an additional letter to the relevant board that is responsible for the healthcare professionals licensing who was covered. The text of the statute says that it applies to employees, volunteers, board members, owners, partners, officers or contractors of a reproductive health services facility, which is defined as the office of a licensed physician and surgeon whose specialty is family medicine, obstetrics or gynecology or a licensed clinic where at least 50% of the patients of the physician or the clinic are provided with family planning or abortion services. Uh, Contractors include individuals or entities that contract with a facility for patient care services. In order to get these protections, they're not automatic. So the healthcare worker and their employer have to specifically request it in writing via a letter. So this can't even be emailed. You have to type this out, print it out, and send it. And here's where it gets bullshitty. Thank you liberals for this, but it gets bullshitty. The letter must be on the facility's official letterhead. The text of the letter must have the request for privacy protection clearly separated from other text on the page. The privacy protection request must be signed and dated by both the worker and the facility's executive officer or their designee, and the facility must retain a copy of the letter. The details are crucial because any misstep in the exact formatting required, formatting, sorry, required by the law may mean that the request isn't valid, and thus personal information may be disclosed in response to a public records request or by a court hearing on a public records lawsuit. Wow. These privacy protections aren't guaranteed or permanent. Like most exemptions to the California Public Records Act, the provisions protecting the disclosure of personal information under AB Alpha Beta 1622 are discretionary. This means that the law does not mandate withholding the information, only that the California Public Records Act does not require disclosure of any personal information. This discretion means that agencies now or in the future Could opt not to withhold the information. So if Republicans were to ever take control of the Senate or even the governorship, they can be like, nah, fuck this thing. Here you go, guys. Wow. In addition, the law does allow people to file a public records request for employment history information. And if it is rejected, they can petition the court to release the information. The judge will consider each case individually and can order disclosure of the information if the public interest served by disclosure of employment history information clearly outweighs the public interest served by not disclosing the information. When an employee leaves the job, The clinic has 90 days to report the separation to the agencies that received the original privacy protection request. Uh, If an employee has worked there for less than a year, their data is only protected for six months after they leave. If they have worked there for more than a year, their data can be protected for a full year. Yeah. So after six months, yeah, no, this is absolute trash. Another potential headache, clinics may find the process burdensome, especially if they have to manage notifications for hundreds of employees. EFF did reach out to the agency's name in the law to learn more about how they are carrying out the law. Unfortunately, in most cases, we did not receive satisfying responses, and if you are seeking these protections, you may need to apply additional pressure. You should be prepared to use this blog post To explain AB 1622 to them. I'll make sure that there's a link in the show note on Mm -hmm. both Spotify and audio to be able to get to that.
0: Wow. It's like the whole like getting on the do not call list and they call you anyway. Yes. It's just that whole convoluted way to just make it impossible and impractical to actually protect your own personal information.
1: Yeah. No. Why even do this if you're right. not going to fucking protect anybody? It's like
0: a concession. It's like, well, we'll offer this, you know, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And so the, the question is how many people have effectively been able to use this? More. More like, than likely. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. No, it's just another reason why liberals are fucking bullshit at their job. Yeah. (laughs) Dang. Yeah, no, do with that what you will. Knowing that in California, yeah, you can come get an abortion or even be a doctor within the state offering abortions and know that more than likely, not only our police agencies, but the medical agencies and departmental agencies that are supposed to protect you are also willing to give out that information as well.
0: Get an Uber, rent a car.
1: Yeah. Whatever exactly. you got to do.
0: Use something with California plates, dude. Whatever yep. you got to do. Yep. <laughs> and also it's nice to know that those little um, readers on the county vehicles can be covered with vinyl. That'd be
1: pretty good. Yeah. Okay. See, and my idea was just, you know, take baseball bats to them.
0: I was going to do, I was thinking of like spray paint or something, but I think that just like vinyl will be like, they're less likely to notice it. So.
1: Yeah, true. On a side note, you know who else use those fucking things? Who? Repossession fucking companies.
0: Of course they do, because it's like Big Brother technology.
1: Yeah, I've seen unmarked cars in my neighborhood driving around with those things on all four corners of the car. Oh my gosh. Looking for fucking cars that have been repossessed. Wow. And I'm just like, one, that's fucked. Two, you are an absolute piece of shit. And I hope your car gets wrecked. Yeah. Fuck you. You are doing evil work. Fucking, yeah. I hate people who do repossessions. I don't give a fuck what your story is. You're working for the fucking devil and you're a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Like imagine like deciding that you want to do a job that just ruins people's lives.
1: Like, cool. And you do it every day with <laughs> without a fucking conscious. You wake up and you fucking do this every day. Yep. I hated that show on fucking, uh, what was it? Lifetime or whatever the fuck it was. Lifetime. (laughs) I I know the channel that you're talking about, though. Was it Discovery? Maybe. Either way, it was such a bullshit show where they're like, oh, look at these poor people who do repossession. Oh, they are making money hand over fist. Yeah. Yeah. Every car they repossess, they get. It, it's like being a goddamn fucking bounty hunter. Yeah, you get money for doing it. Fuck you, fuck your kids, you're a fucking cat.
0: Hey, do you remember when Dog the Bounty Hunter said that he was gonna find Gabby Petito or Brian Laundry, one of them? Do you remember that?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and then he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> he very effective. Most effective.
0: <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> the whole repo scene is just like. <clears throat> Predatory and disgusting.
1: Yeah. Ugh. How do you wake up in the morning? Ugh. All right. So more things. And this one you'll get into. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to talk about police dogs, detention dogs. Yes. Yes. You, you like this already. <laughs> Much like the polygraph test of old, detention dogs, e- not even for for like animal rights reasons, which, mind you, is very fucking valid, but they need to be done away with because they don't work. Uh They're just used for entrapment. The dogs have really no idea what it is that they're like sniffing at. And the only reason why they're called out is to give the police just cause to conduct searches that didn't have cause before, and they're unregulated. The dog's behavior is skewed by human biases, lack of systemic research into how dogs even detect drugs, which leads to wrongful convictions. So yeah, no, that's cool that, you know, hey, this is actually kind of ineffective. The New South Wales in Australia passed a 2001 law that granted uh, 5-0 the power to use detection dogs without a warrant in public places. So uh, bus stops, tram stops, concerts, concert venues, etc. The ombudsman for New South Wales reviewed the law in 2006 and found that prohibited drugs were only found 26% of the time Of that 26%, 84% was for small amounts for personal use. So they weren't even finding like distributors. Right. They were just finding dude walking around with fucking a quarter bag or a dime sack. Right. He's like, like, hey, I have
0: a a joint or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, when they did... Find somebody who maybe fit the description of a distributor. They were ineffective of detecting persons with intent to supply with only... 0.19%. 0.19%. So not even a full percentage actually leading to prosecution in New South Wales. So these animals, they should not be doing what they're doing.
0: Can I make a um an observation? Please. So full disclosure, I'm not a dog behavioralist, but I have several dogs currently. I've had dogs my entire life. Usually, when you think of detection dog, it's like a canine style dog, which is typically a German shepherd or a Malinois. Yep. Penny is a Malinois mix. So I'm very familiar with the breed. And when What's interesting is that breeds that they typically use are not dogs that these are working dogs. They're not like a scent dog if you wanted to smell something what do you do you bring out a bloodhound right yeah, a beagle yeah yeah exactly but what they do is they use these breeds that are very like motivated by food or praise or whatever and then they teach the dogs to alert so like to them right yeah like you said it's human bias and all the cop needs to do or the handler needs to do is give a signal the dog will do what it's been conditioned to do and they're like oh well there's drugs in here so you know that's uh, we gotta look at this or whatever
1: yeah It's intriguing. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy because, you know, the the fact that very few states have mandatory training, don't have mandatory testing, and they don't have certification for detection dogs or drug dogs. Mm -hmm. So there's no telling what these dogs, like you said, like what they have been trained to go off of, Mm -hmm. or if they've even been trained. Effectively,
0: or if they've just been trained to respond to a human cue.
1: Exactly. You know. Yeah.
0: I could very easily teach Penny to do anything. That's how her breed works. Latches on to a person, not literally. You know, she like picks a person, will do anything for the person. It's very easy to take her loyalty and her love and manipulate it to get her to basically perform a trick when I snap my fingers or do a gesture, or even a facial expression, because she'll just be focused on me the whole time, you know. It's very easy to, to teach any dog to do anything pretty much on any cue, and then say it's, oh, well, they detected this, or oh, they found that. It's like, did they, though? Like, your detection dogs, like, for explosives and stuff, you're using beagles and scent hounds and stuff like that but
1: same thing with dogs you know going through rubble looking right for like corpses or live people yeah
0: rescuing cadaver dogs and stuff like that yeah. and even and i can understand a retriever you know they retrieve yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, like exactly.
0: yeah but it's like the working dog especially malinois because they're used with police and military they are the breed that doesn't stop they will just go until the, their detriment they're the perfect animal to manipulate and abuse to serve the state so so that's why they would choose an animal like one of those breeds to do something like bogus drug detection or whatever because at the airport you will have a beagle in a vest sniffing luggage for bombs like okay yeah <laughs> but the- <laughs> like fine it's just so bizarre it's it's a it's like a masquerade basically
1: yeah no it absolutely is it's just It's a way to gain the ability, especially after you've told the police, no, you do not have my permission to search my car, which Uh you are legally allowed to do. Uh And the second you say that, they say, all right, fine, wait in your car. We're calling out a canine unit. Yeah. And they don't even have to, I mean, they do afterwards, mind you, but initially they don't even have to plant anything for the dog to find. Right. Because, like you said, all it takes is for the handler to say, the right set of words or give the right hand motion and oh there's something in the wheel well oh there's something in the trunk mm-hmm. oh there's something underneath the seat and then they plant it when they go in to look for it and they well what's this and you oh that's not mine which you shouldn't say either keep your mouth shut you know right but yeah no so I mean it's utter bullshit and just fucking Like, I was already on board because one cops kill these poor dogs all the time anyway Mm -hmm. in their fucking cars Mm -hmm. because they're fucking idiots. Who just leave the dogs in there, and of course they overheat because dogs aren't like humans in the way that they fucking we sweat, they don't. Right. There's a reason for panting. That's how they control their body temperature.
0: Right. And their body temperature is already like a hundred degrees, yeah. so it's
1: like, <laughs>
0: like, come on. And that's it's just like the bigger problem of using any animal for law enforcement or military. We'll just say that, like horses and dogs, they're notoriously abused and treated like tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be discarded, and it's disgusting. Yep. It's one of my ah. It's one of the things I hate most, especially having now a dog of the breed that they typically use. It's like makes it a little more personal. I mean, I always hated it, but just to see Penny and also to see how neurotic she is and her behaviors and how she can be certain circumstances. Yeah. Some of that is her and some of it is like a breed trait, but it's like, I can see how they can be manipulated and abused to be, you know, used as they are.
1: Yeah. No. It's bullshit and it needs to stop. Uh It leads to bad arrests. If this is your thing, if if you're a liberal listening to this, okay, which cool, thanks. But it it leads to bad arrests. It leads to false imprisonment. And it's not effective. Uh Petition your police force if that's your thing or your city council or whatever the fuck it is that you do to make yourself happy. Tell them to stop. Because it doesn't fucking work. Right. One last thing. It's the strike corner time. Okay. One, the WGA is still on strike. So go writers guild. Mm-hmm. The actors guild might join them soon. Sag aftra So that's cool. Mm-hmm. But the two big ones that I want to talk about, these are the ones that, that are, that are going to make this summer really fucking cool is the LA Hotel Union, the Unite mm-hmm. Here Local 11. Mm-hmm. They went on strike for the July weekend. Uh, it was just a temporary strike. It was only for the weekend. Right. But they can and will continue to strike off and on throughout the summer at 19 hotels or even all there's 40 hotels within the area that they might strike at over the summer.
0: That's awesome actually. Like Yeah. Can you imagine just like the just like the random striking and then oh that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's really fucking cool that they're just like, so you guys, you know, and and it's the the better part is, is like, you don't know until the, like the day before the strike, which ones are going to be hit. You know what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) And their demands are pretty fucking reasonable. Right. They want an immediate $5 hour wage increase. And then after that, $3 an hour wage increase every year for the next three Mm years. So that's what five, well, three times three is nine. That's 14 bucks over three years. Mm -hmm. And then a 7% surcharge on hotel guests who come through to help workers live closer to work because quite a few of them are commuting- one to two hours in the morning and then that same one to two hours in the afternoon to go home.
0: On top of working their whole shift. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, no, that does not seem like a bad deal to me not at all i would stay pay the extra seven yeah. percent most of these hotels that they're striking at are high-end hotels right most of the people who stay i know not all but most can afford that seven percent yeah it's not gonna stop them from coming they're not gonna fucking look at it right see beginning of the podcast where they're spending two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go down to a fucking boat and dying for their own you to know,
0: ogle at a mass grave yes yes
1: yes for their own whim yeah So. Fuck it, do it. The hotels so far, the only thing they've put forward, and this the thing is, this proposal to strike was put out on weed day, okay, on 420. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so they have had since 420 to offer a counter proposal. And the only counter proposal that they've had so far is a $2.50 wage increase over the first 12 months and then up to 625 after four years. So that means if you work there for for a year you're going to get a 250 an hour wage increase mm-hmm. and then after you work there four years you're going to get another 625 so that's that's not even nearly as close to what the union has said right you know like i said I, i'm on board with the uh, unite here local 11 so fucking yeah. fight on
0: yes absolutely good luck
1: and then the other big one is, of course, the UPS strike.
0: Yes. I made a note. It literally just says UPS strike. <laughs> yes. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I look forward to hearing about this
1: one. Oh, yeah. And this is going to be the big one because there's 350,000 Teamsters across the country ready to go. On August 1st. That's when the contract ends. Well, no, I, I, I'm i lying. The contract ends on July 31st. Mm-hmm. And so the strike is effective on August 1st if they don't mm-hmm. have their demands met.
0: Okay. And what are their demands again?
1: Let's see. We have...
0: Was air conditioning a, um, a condition for something?
1: Air conditioning was one. Okay. Uh, UPS has said that they are willing to put air conditioning in newer trucks built after... 2024, I believe it was.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so they're not even putting anything in. The older trucks.
0: They're not retrofitting anything.
1: Yeah. So they've tentatively won that one. The end of the 22.4 agreement, and that created a two tier system. Right, right. Inside the delivery drivers, where what happened was those who were there before the implementation of 22.4 were considered to have seniority and got a raise. And those who came in after 22.4 was implemented, were paid less and topped out at a completely different dollar amount, which was less than the dollar amount that senior delivery drivers got.
0: What was the purpose of doing that in the first place? Do you know?
1: To save money. Oh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what it was. They didn't want to give seniority to new drivers. They wanted to save money. They wanted to be able to cut corners on on pay. Right. That was it. There was no other thinking other than that. Wow. The other tentative agreement so far is drivers will not be forced to work overtime on their scheduled days off. Apparently they had scheduled days off and management was saying, nope, come in, you're working mandatory overtime. Wow. Yeah. And MLK Day will finally be treated as a holiday for them. Oh, good. That's tentative so far. Part-timers still are trying to get money from this deal as well, because right now in most states, most locations they're only being paid minimum wage and so this pay raise would be to a living wage whatever that is definitely more than you know 725
0: yeah for real
1: last year ups total revenue was 100 billion dollars
0: unbelievable unbelievable
1: executive pay in 2022 was 45. 8 million. And the stock buybacks for their shareholders in 2022 was 8.6 billion. And so far, it looks like it's going to be 8.4 billion this year for their shareholders for the stock buyback.
0: But no air conditioning for the people that are getting heat stroke doing the work to pad those pockets.
1: Yep. The talks fell apart on the 5th, which was the last day that the Teamsters was willing to like be at the the table with them. They threatened something on Friday. The, The Teamsters did, but to the best of my knowledge, there was no fruition to that threat, but the Teamsters still are holding practice strikes at facilities around the country. So they've brought out, you know, Ratty, the big giant inflatable rat and, (laughs) you know, walking back and forth. Yeah. So they're ready to go. And 97% of the Teamsters that are part of this union voted for the strike. So everybody's going out. Yeah. So UPS has the rest of this month, basically, to give the Teamsters something to work with. And if they don't or just choose to blow it off, then August first, we're going to see a massive disruption to the supply chain. Wow! Because everybody uses UPS,
0: right? And
1: right. it then becomes: Is FedEx going to pick up the slack? Because even some of FedEx, some of their employees are union. Not all, not not as much as UPS, right? But they have union employees as well. So it's like, what's next, guys? What the fuck's going on?
0: For real. That's awesome, though. Like, I would love to see that. Just a reminder, you know, like, hello, we are the ones that make everything go. Can you treat us, you know, like decent human beings? And also, while I am annoyed, (laughs) what happened to the national uh, minimum wage $15 an hour thing? That's now no longer a livable wage. But whatever happened to that? Interesting also, uh, and kind of on topic, is that, I think it was North Hollywood, just made a 1950 an hour minimum wage.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Which is a good start. I think it's one of those things where it's like it's a city minimum wage. So I guess it's city employees that get that. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it citywide or, or just for the municipal workers?
0: Right. Like that is what I don't remember. If it's citywide, okay. it would be anyone that's employing people in the city, right?
1: Yeah yeah let's, let's see 1950 north hollywood right
0: i think it's it, one of the hollywoods north or south okay. i think it's north hollywood well, i think it's like north hollywood and hollywood i think those are the i think that's how it works i'm not sure i'm not a local or from california so why would i know
1: west hollywood
0: west hollywood i wasn't yeah. even close well, i was kind of close but it's a
1: hollywood like you okay.
0: said <laughs> west hollywood
1: and it is a minimum wage yeah Yeah, so that is for anybody hiring people within the city.
0: That's cool. That's a good start. But that is a big improvement, I would say.
1: That's a huge improvement. Yeah. I love, of course, the the first thing I pull up, of course, is the Los Angeles Times. Mm -hmm. And this is the headline. West Hollywood will have the nation's highest minimum wage. Business owners are not happy.
0: (laughs) They're like, all grumpy (laughs) with their arms crossed. (laughs) <laughs> We're misers, man. It's just like yeah, so I I saw that and I got really excited cuz our state minimum wage is 15.50 currently. So it's like, which is still high, right? Yeah. But compared to the other states, I mean, we still, in my opinion, like 25 an hour is a livable minimum wage.
1: No, it absolutely is. I'm sorry. I was reading the the first couple paragraphs of this story Mm -hmm. because it's actually like, like it pulls you in like Mm -hmm. it's supposed to. And then you got to go find these employers who are being shitheads. Right. This is how they lead. Thanks to a bump in his pay last summer. Norberto Ruiz was able to afford a $150 air conditioner to keep his family's two bedroom home in North Hollywood from feeling like a furnace when temperatures soared. Oh, God. The Honduran immigrant who works at a liquor store in West Hollywood saw his hourly pay jump by a dollar to $16. For the first time, the 53 year old, his wife, Two daughters and in-laws could enjoy the simple pleasure of a slightly chilled living room due chiefly to a small pay raise.
0: It's one of those things where it's like, I'm really stoked for them, but it's ridiculous that this is news. It's a thing. You know what I mean?
1: I, I, I just like, this is like fucking Charlie and the chocolate factory. You, you have uh, one, two, three, four. Six people living in a two bedroom home. Yeah. There's
0: I a that's lot of I know that's par yeah. for the
1: course, but yeah. still, holy shit, man. And I get it. You know, Central American migrants, that's kind of their thing anyway to keep the family together. Yeah, it's like a different culture. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, but I also don't want to paint, you know, with a very wide brush or anything. Right. So for me, like, that's just, it was hard enough as a child to have six to eight people living in a Three bedroom home, Mm -hmm. so I can't even imagine six people in a two bedroom home, right? And four of them being adults.
0: Yeah, they're tough people though. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. and it's one of those things. Also, just as a a white American, it's like a different cultural lens. Yes, and so it's like I know a lot of cultures and communities definitely like keep families together longer and you know for like an under one roof and everything like that but it's also so many people now have to move back in with family and they're they are having to go into like the smaller homes because you know can't buy anything can't afford to rent anything because you're making seven dollars an hour so it's
1: like, yeah stupid yeah so but. back on the fight for 15 they are still a thing okay apparently 15 an hour is uh still the thing for them. Can you believe the U.S. federal minimum wage is still just $7.25 an hour? Yes. Yes. And it's been this way for almost 15 years.
0: There's your 15. There's your...
1: uh... Right? (laughs) Right.
0: That's your 15 that you're fighting for, bro. And
1: and nothing against them. I know they just started in 2022. And the idea you know, to bring people up is a good one. I don't want to poo-poo on that. I know there are still some places within the country that $15 an hour would definitely get you at least, you know, a one bedroom apartment. Absolutely. With a, amenities.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm jaded because I'm in California. So it's it's one of those things where it's like where it's an expensive state.
1: It should be 25 an hour simply because of the cost of living.
0: Right. Nationwide. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. A- on the whole, I mean, we've seen all the graphs. Wages have been stagnant for the last 25 years or something like that. God, yes. And there has been no increase to those wages. And now with everything that's going on, on top of what was going on prior, right? no, you, you can't live on what they're offering. And I think they actually did the math and it should be like 26 or 27 bucks an hour. Right. Like that should be the minimum wage.
0: And especially now that so many people are suffering from long COVID, you have a lot of people that are going on disability that weren't on disability before. And when wages don't go up, it's like disability and unemployment and stuff. They give you like a percentage of what you were making, or I don't really know. I'm kind of talking out of my ass. They determine like the cost of living and that's not accurate, Mm -mm. you know? So, and then uh, one person, I will never forget this. There was this one person that was all annoyed saying, well, you know, we shouldn't have a high federal minimum wage because, you know, it's more expensive to live in the coastal states than it is in like Mississippi. So why should they get enough money in Mississippi to buy a huge house when we get the same amount of money and we have to buy a small house here? It's like, really? That's your problem? Right. That's your problem? That someone in Mississippi will have a bigger house?
1: Right. And like here, what you need to understand person is that if these people do get $25 an hour, you know if that becomes somehow miraculously the minimum wage that means effectively your wage is going to go up as well right these people having a living wage at mcdonald's at starbucks at dq at arbys where they've got the meats yes <laughs> they'll be able to actually fucking live yeah and your wage will go up. It does not stop anything else from happening.
0: It just plays into that whole superiority thing like, oh, we're better than Southerners or we're better than service workers or we're better than this. Therefore, we deserve to be better off. And that's a terrible attitude anyway. And it's like, it's just... People are disgusting that way. I'm sorry. I just had to bring that up because it always comes up.
1: Well, no, it's it's a valid point because, yeah, it, it's like uh, in Seattle where they they were the first city in the country to raise it to $15 an hour and everybody was freaking out. People are still freaking out saying that because of that, because of minimum wage going up to $15 an hour. That's what's causing the housing crunch. That's what's causing inflation, which we've heard time and time again, right? talking heads on TV, which again is bullshit because it's actually these fucking CEOs and the like who are being paid millions and these companies that are hiking up prices. Mm-hmm. On their products and are seeing record profits. Mm-hmm. That is where the inflation is coming from. Right. And if you're so upset about somebody getting a raise and you not seeing one, guess what you should do if you're not represented by a union? Exactly. Fucking either get represented by a union, start one or fucking quit and go find a job that's going to fucking pay you. hmm. Don't get pissed at anybody else trying to get theirs just because right. you've got yours.
0: Right plays into the whole like relieving student debt. It's like, well, I paid mine off. You know, they shouldn't have theirs. You know, relieved.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I did my. I was responsible. Fuck your responsibility. Some people aren't able to be that responsible because it's a six hundred dollar payment. Good on you for being a lawyer and being able to pay six hundred bucks. Right. Fuck you for wishing somebody else should do what you did.
0: And that's the thing is like, they equate it to responsibility or gumption or whatever the hell, you know, where it's like, well, they just need to apply themselves. And I did it. And uh, like a totally different climate right now. And you know, everything's different, but I did it. So
1: yeah, I was able to do it in my forties. That was 20 years ago, dude.
0: Yeah. You could buy a house for $10 then. Yeah. So it's not that impressive. Like, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Fucking get over it. I just Get over yourself. Yeah. So it's cool. This summer should be fucking interesting. Yeah, and I I sincerely wish that the uh, fight for fifteen would do more. Yes, but whatever. What do you want to do?
0: Can we make it higher than fifteen? Or they're like, well, you know, we we trademarked the name, so we really can't go higher than fifteen. Though. You
1: know, I'm I kind of think that maybe that's what it is. It's right. either copyrighted or some shit. Yeah, yeah, we have the
0: .dot com. We really can't like you know yeah. go higher.
1: <laughs> then we've got to change it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. What was it that it said on the website? $15 an hour and a union. Okay. Yeah. I agree with the union part. Yeah. But let's fucking, let's think big. Right. Big picture even, you know?
0: Right. And then also expand the minimum wage because that'll benefit people that work and also don't work or can't work. Mm-hmm. And we also need to just extend aid services anyway and, and not make it impossible for people to get aid, you know?
1: What? So. No. Yeah. <laughs> no way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's it, crazy, right? So...
1: Everybody has something with the Fuck.
0: yeah can you imagine when uh like just this totally outlandish scenario where everyone has their needs met and quality of life is high and people are happy like can you imagine it
1: Way <laughs> that's, that's utopian yeah go, go, go back to snorting your drugs hippie yeah,
0: basically don't you have a tree to hug i don't know <laughs> all
1: right well I, I think that's all we've got for this yeah. month yeah. so again how can people get a hold of you
0: uh they can't i'm okay, just kidding cool.
1: no <laughs> that's fair enough
0: honestly i could be found Anywhere, if you just look for Ted Kutsinsky, everything. No
1: clothes now. No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do not. (laughs) But I can be found almost everywhere else that way. So Ted the Chin Kutsinsky, that's me. Yes, Ted the Chin. (laughs) The Chin.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've got the Gams. (laughs) Reverend (laughs) Doctor the Gams Poop Daddy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Which yeah, that's how you can find me on the uh, the socials it might be slightly different on twitter because fuck musky boy again fuck fucking logan paul um i think that's how i'm gonna sign off a lot of these because i just i hope he hears it at some point oh okay
0: did he just did he do something new or is he just still a piece of shit
1: he's just still a piece of shit he's apparently engaged now which i don't give a fuck about obviously because i know this because it came across my fucking screen but yeah no fuck fuck logan paul
0: wait a minute which one had the pig was it jake or logan
1: i thought it was logan Uh,
0: yeah because he had the pig and then abandoned it so if he's if he is engaged right now i hope he doesn't just abandon his fiancee in a fucking field
1: in puerto rico that would be amazing that'd be fucking (sighs) rad so yeah no uh reverend dr poop daddy on collectiva follow the pod of course the pod god i sound like a dick Uh (laughs) on the podcast on uh (laughs) on twitter charlie oscar golf bravo c-o-g-b uh 161 at on twitter c-o-g-b charlie october golf bravo 161 uh at proton.me same thing for collectiva and yeah i think that's it yep i think so all right
0: nice thanks for hanging with us everyone yes see you next month yep